You're listening to the Live Fiercely podcast, episode number 20. He's back. I've invited Clay back now that we're on week a million of quarantine. We still like each other. And I thought maybe we'd chat about how we've survived quarantine together and we still like each other's company. Let's go. Welcome to the Live Fiercely Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wilford. Each week, I'll empower you with tips to live your best life and tools to grow your direct sales business. So grab a cup of coffee, because you know I have one, and get ready to live fiercely. Welcome back, Clay. What's up, Amber? How you been? Good. How's your chai tea latte? It's good. Though, do your listeners know you're cheating on coffee with... Shh, don't tell them. But really, we're on week what? Eight, nine, ten? Who knows anymore? (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's been a while. And although Clay is back at work, he was home for the first three weeks. We were here together, 24-7. And we still like each other. So I thought I would invite him back and just chat a little bit about that because... We've been stuck with our families for a long time, and not everybody likes their spouse at this point. And so I wanted to invite him back and to share about some ways that we have been able to still thrive in our marriage during this quarantine. For example, I've cooked about three meals in this entire quarantine. That's pretty normal though, right? Hey. (laughs) I cook like twice a week otherwise. (laughs) But really, I don't like to cook, and he knows that. And he's been very intentional about cooking the meals and cooking enough so that we have leftovers for lunch so that I don't have to worry about cooking. And it's fantastic. I also like the fact that I have virtually uh, caribou coffee right now, and it's become a running joke that at 1 p.m. every day we get a coffee delivery, whether it's an iced latte or a chai tea latte, but some sort of delicious drink. And it's, I think it's literally been every day. I think that was the hardest thing when he went back to work was that he didn't get his 1 p.m. coffee delivery anymore. Yeah, I was really tired every afternoon. <laughs> so now he just makes his way home. Sometimes he'll text me at like 1.30, can I order this? I'll be home in five minutes. <laughs> I guess so. I love you. <laughs> but really, it's about those little things, I think. Um, and we were talking the other night about this and about how – We don't really keep score in our house. And there are times when, yeah, I feel like I pick up the burden more of cleaning the kitchen or whatever, but he picks up the burden of, I don't do anything to the yard. He does all of that. And he's the fix-it guy around here. So the dryer breaks down and I let him know and I walk away and he just picks up that slack. And so I think a lot of times in marriage, uh, it's easy to keep track of, well, it's your turn for bedtime or it's your turn to clean the kitchen because I just did it or whatever. And we don't really do that around here. Yeah. The nice thing is you don't even really think about the things the other person's picking up because it's not a burden that, that they put onto others around them. And I think about like school being canceled, for instance, I really don't even notice on a daily basis that school is canceled because Amber just does all of it and doesn't expect me to chip in or doesn't make passive aggressive remarks when I'm not helping with it because she knows that there's other things that 
I'm working on as a result of all this as well. So instead of bickering about it or keeping score, like Amber said, we both just work as hard as we can to serve the other one and serve our family. You saying passive aggressive just makes me want to address that. I have been a passive aggressive person most of my life. And that's something that I've had to break the habit of. But it's so easy for us to fall into whatever our our old ways were, um, the way we grew up. That's like our roadmap. And uh, I try to break away from that and not fall into that because I think that it can make a marriage much more broken when you can't communicate openly. And so during this quarantine, I think we've also been very... I mean, just in general, communication is a really big thing for us. But especially in this quarantine, there are so many things that we'll communicate. Like, it's a crappy day out today. It's cold and cloudy. And yet Clay is still trying to find a way for me to get out of the house because he knows that's what I need. So just like little things like that. And he'll ask me, like, what do you need today? How do you how do you want to get out of the house? Those little things make a big difference for me and my mental health so that I can be a better person for my family. Another thing that's been beneficial for us, I think, is that your sister is living with us through quarantine because we've been able to get out for walks with each other. And yet at the same time, we have to be very intentional about our time together because we don't have as much as we used to due to her company. We love having her here. It's been a super huge blessing. We're just being more intentional about us time when we can get it, like getting out for walks or going for a drive and going to the beer store or just going to the grocery store together, those little things make a difference. I think it's really easy in our situation with the world right now to blame circumstances, blame situations on COVID. But I feel like a lot of times, we're, whatever situation we're thrown into, we take advantage of as best we can. We aren't excuse kind of people. No, there's always going to be something that you can blame everything on. You can always be the victim. You can always blame your circumstances for every bad thing that happens to you. And instead of blaming other things, we always try to find ways out of them. And I think about your birthday and Mother's Day both fell during this, which was kind of difficult, but we made the best out of your birthday. And rather than just looking at it as an opportunity for me to say, well, you know, too bad. I'm not going to do anything for you this year. We did quite a bit. It was just a lot different. We went to a bike store and bought you a bike. You guys, it was one of my favorite birthdays ever. For real. We went and picked up takeout food and we went to the park and had a picnic lunch there. And then the girls spent all afternoon decorating the basement and turning it into a fake movie theater. And they were thrilled about it. So again, I think rather than using it as an excuse we see that as an opportunity. And frankly, when there is such an obvious excuse and yet you go above and beyond still, I think it means even more because it shows that even in the face of harder times, you're able to still then give that person something great and show them that you love them. And it's even more powerful and meaningful then. Maybe that's why it was such a an awesome birthday for me because I feel like that would have been an awesome birthday in general, but the fact that it was COVID and we are quarantined, it, it made it so much more special that everybody went to such an effort in this house to make me feel loved. And you're always really good at that, though. Like, you know that doing acts of service like that is my love language. And I know back in the 
first episode that we chatted, we talked about love languages and how important it is. And I think we've realized even now, like even more so now with this situation, we're not using it as an excuse. We're being even more intentional about each other's love languages. Or at least he is. But we're not keeping numbers, remember? It's a beauty not keeping score. If you score zero, who cares? <laughs> I might have scored zero. I don't know. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I was telling him that I was writing out some things that have been keeping us sane during this quarantine and really just staying connected. And I was like writing down all the things that he's been doing for me. And I was like, so what have I been doing for you? Because I couldn't really come up with much. <laughs> and then. But you do math homework with the kids, which pretty much cancels out anything I could do. In Dude, that, so. we started fractions. It's not fun. <laughs> we had to, we call him Principal Clay, Principal Dad. And we've had to call him in a few times. We needed some help on some geometry for third graders. It's fine. Yeah, I get to be the principal, which means that, you know, I'm just at the, the top of the organization and don't do any of the actual work. And then, you know, you're the teacher. Which means you just do <laughs> he can say everything. that because he's the top <laughs> of an organization. <laughs> we love all the principals out there. <laughs> so short and sweet, but here's what you need to do. You need to make your husband a 1 p.m. coffee. Husbands, you need to cook for your wives. That's our advice today. That's been working for us. And get rid of the scoreboard. And get rid of the scoreboard. Thanks for being here, Clay. You're welcome, Amber. But now it's 1 o'clock, so I got to go visit my favorite barista. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right here. Remember chai tea lattes? Thanks for listening to the Live Fiercely podcast. If you love what you heard today, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss when a new episode drops. And be sure to leave me a review or take a screenshot and tag me over on social where I will feature you in my Insta stories. Until next time, girlfriend, keep on living fiercely. Fiercely.